us up this morning. Thank you for just giving us a mind to speak to you, to talk to you, to hear a word from you, Lord. We worship you and we honor you, Lord. We just say thank you, God, for bringing us to church through New Life at Calvary. We just say thank you, God, for just giving us the opportunity to give you glory, honor, and praise, God. We can worship you freely. We have no worries here, God. We just say thank you. We are praying, God, for those that need to hear a word today, Lord. We're praying for those that need some hope or some comfort or some joy. Help them to look to you. Help them to know that you are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the truth, the real truth. Help us to wake up our spirits and nourish our spirits in you today as we come to you in our worship service. We believe you have a good word for us today. And we just say thank you, God, that you are nourishing our spirits, even right now, as we come to you, God, in prayer. We are praying for those that are coming in on Facebook, those that are coming in online, those that are coming in to our church, the church doors. Keep them safe, God, as they come in. Remove any distractions, Lord. We ask you to keep them and keep them in a mind to serve you. Help us all, Lord, today just to make today our our day of rest, today our of holiness, the day that we come to you, that we can um, keep you holy on this day, on the Lord's day. God, we just ask you just to help us to just soak in the word today, soak in the sermon, God, today, and let it not just fall on deaf ears, Lord. Help us to soak it in this week and just to keep it in our spirit so that we can be alive in our spirit, so somebody else can be alive. Help us to be a, a live church, Lord, and not a dead church, God. We thank you for everything that you have prepared for us during church, after church, and everything this week, God. We ask you now, Lord, to continue to bring people in, continue to uh, work out any kings, God, continue to bring, call your church, gather your church together right now, God. And we just say thank you again, and we ask you to bless our time. Bless our service as we come and give our first to you, the first of our time, our talents, and our treasures to you, God, because we honor you, Lord. So we ask you to bless our service this day in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And welcome again to church. Tell your neighbor, welcome to church. <laughs> welcome everybody on Facebook. Welcome everybody online. Welcome to visitors and friends. Uh, we have a warm greeting for you today. We are so happy to see you. We are so glad to see some of our church family that hasn't been to church in a while. Those of you that are online that we haven't seen, we say hello from church today. Um, you can check in your attendance online by sending us a chat on the webpage. You can comment on our Facebook page. You can go on our app at the top of the um, bar and choose the About link and click the Guest Prayer Card. If you are a guest today, you can fill out a guest card in the back. And we are about to start worship. Is anybody ready to worship God today? Is anybody ready to give God praise today? Well, we ask you, if you're able to rise to your feet wherever you are, if you're in church or at home, rise to your feet as we sing our song today with the praise team and the praise band.
we ask that you would just be with them in, in a mighty way that you show them how much you love them and how much you care for them, how much that they, that you, all they need to just turn to you, seek your holy face, and that you would hear them, Lord. We pray for them. We pray for all of our missionaries out there in the world this morning. We pray that you get, grant them protection as they share the good news of Jesus Christ. Lord, we just ask that you would just continue to bless us, keep us faithful, that we might be the people who will share the love and, the share and shine the light with so many people in the world. Father, we give you thanks for all that you've done in our lives and all that you will do. Help us to continue to walk in a way that is pleasing to you and in a way that can make a difference in the lives of others in your kingdom. Lord God, thank you for your abundant, never-ending love that you show us each day, Lord. You showed us in this, this congregation this morning. Thank
that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it. Though up to that time I had not set the doors and the gates. Then Balak and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me, so I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me to the same message, and each time I gave them the same answer. Then, the fifth time, Sanballat sent his aide to me with the same message, and in his hand was an unsealed letter in which was written, it is reported among the nations, and Geshem says it is true. Because the Jews are plotting to revolt, and therefore you are building the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king. Amen. The New Testament lesson comes from the book of Matthew, verses 24 through 29. Again, hear the word of the Lord wise and foolish builders. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearing and reading of his holy word. Thank you so much. Does anybody know what time it is? It's offering time, and what do we say? Hallelujah! Because we know that we know God has been good to us this week. Amen. Has God been good to y'all this week? Amen. So today is the fifth Sunday, and our offering goes to Above and Beyond. So if you missed the offering, if you missed per capita this month, amen. Um, if you would like to just give something Above and Beyond to any one of our ministries, Feel free to go on ahead. So we are getting ready to come down today. Um, the ushers are getting ready to come down today. And as they come down, we will pray. Lord, we just say thank you for just providing for us monetarily this week, God. Thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that come from you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, as we give just a portion of what you've given to us, God. We ask you to bless what we give. We ask you to bless our work. Bless our efforts, Lord, and bless the offering today. Let somebody get a special offering from the above and the above, above and beyond offering today, God. So we just ask you to bless our efforts in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And we have many ways to give today. You can give on Cash App, dollar sign, the number two, N-L-A-C. Again, Cash App, you can give dollar sign, the number two, N-L-A-C. You can give on our website, N-L-A-C dot TV. Again, 
nlac.tv and establish an account. You can give here in service, or you can also mail in and drop off your offering to our church at 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Again, our address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. And thank you again, everyone, so much for your giving.
Praise God. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. God is faithful. How's everybody doing today? It is so good to see all your faces. Just to let you all know, they are upstairs with Youth Church. If you have a little one, the nursery is available for our little ones. So they can go right on up. All right, let's go right into prayer. Gracious and holy God. Holy, holy, holy are you, great God, our King, our friend, our Savior, and our Redeemer. We humbly submit ourselves to you. We are under your authority, Lord Jesus. Our hearts, minds, and souls, Lord, come completely under your care. Help us to carefully hear what you have to say. Speak to us in a way that is plain and clear, Lord. Draw us to your well and help us to take a drink. We love you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. I am so, so excited. If you all could only see my excitement on the inside, y'all would be like, she's just running around crazy. I am so excited to share some good news with you all today. God is faithful. Tell your neighbor, God is faithful. God is awesome. Tell your other neighbor, God is awesome. God has been opening doors for new life at Calvary, you all. Our building campaign has made a lot of progress. We have been making moves and strides, and it has been awesome. We had a capital campaign meeting yesterday. And I also had a pastor's meeting. Remember I told y'all a couple weeks back that I had talked with the pastor at True, the True Holiness, right, Bishop Dixon. And we had a meeting scheduled with Brian Cash down the street, Pastor Cash. And his church is the one that had got all that money. Remember that? And so we had a great meeting yesterday, and Pastor Cash just gave us all the info. Gave us all the info, y'all. I was like a schoolgirl writing notes, like, like, hold on, slow down, repeat that. He gave us all the notes for how to get the grants, who to write to, the names, the phone numbers, the email addresses, y'all. He said, keep calling them, keep hounding them until they give you some money. And he also said, I'm going to walk with y'all along the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> he shared a little bit more about his testimony. Because remember, I told y'all, Cleveland Clinic had offered them money. When he got to that church, and he's only 31 years old, y'all, it was $11 million on the table. $11 million. They could have built a whole new building. And, you know, way out in Avon Lake, somewhere nice. Way new building they could have built. But the Lord spoke to him. And he was and he kept saying, I, I, I thought I had ate something. I thought I had said my prayers wrong. He said, Lord, are you saying we supposed to stay? Eleven million dollars on the table, y'all. How many of y'all would have took that money? <laughs> you would have took that money, right? <laughs> $11 million on the table, and the Lord told him, y'all not going nowhere. 
And then he had to go tell this congregation that. You know, they was looking at him with a straight side eye. Straight side eye. But because he was faithful, you all, faithful, even when it didn't make sense, not only is he now helping his church, but he helping our church. He helping the church next door. And then together, say together. Together, we're about to start calling all the other churches. We're going to start working together the way the Lord has always intended us to work together. We, we was on that call for two hours, y'all. Two hours. And when we, when we got to the end of the meeting, one thing, we were sharing different church histories, different parts about us, and they were fascinated about Bridge City Church. They had heard about Bridge City Church. They didn't know how Bridge City Church came to be. And I said, that's us. And the pastor said, that's y'all? I said, oh, yeah, that's us. Y'all, I was bragging. <laughs> they were amazed because one thing they've been trying to do is figure out how to connect with the churches on the west side. Said, look at God. We already got a connection to the church on the west side. I said, you want to meet them? I'll help you meet them. I started giving out my names and my number. <laughs> then as we were talking, saints, Pastor Cash had shared that one thing was on his heart is he always wanted to do a big event over at Church Square. So y'all know me. Here I go, bragging again. I said, you know, Calvary helped build Church Square. Y'all didn't know that history, did y'all? This church right here helped build what's over there. You know it. You know, some of, some, of, some of us know it. And they said, what? I said, oh, yeah. I said, that's been on all of our hearts to have a big event over at Church Square to bring the churches together, the businesses together, and figure out how we can be a blessing to the community, y'all. I'm just dancing, y'all. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Because look what God is bringing together. In July, we talking about trying to do something in July. Tell your neighbor, in July. We got to get the calendars cleared, y'all. Bishop Dixon looked at his calendar. He said he had something in July. We told him, you got to cancel that, reschedule that. Because we're going to do some kingdom building. This summer, 2023, some kingdom building. But I need all of y'all to pray. We need to be praying that God will bless this effort and our efforts to come together, to have all the churches, and not just the churches, the black churches, working together. Now, of course, we're going to bring in the other churches, the whites, the Asians, and everybody else that want to join the team. But can you just imagine... If only the black churches would figure it out and start working together, what a powerhouse that would be. So God is opening some doors. He is going to help us access funding. I mean, yesterday when I was in that meeting, it was like we had all the secrets and somebody let us see. You know, we went to that uh, play, Hamilton. Y'all ladies, the gentlemen, remember going to Hamilton? One of my favorite songs in that and that play is to be in the room where it happens. Y'all know it. I want to be in the room where it happens. Tell your neighbor, we in the room, y'all. We are in the room where it happens. I was just too excited about what God is doing for New Life at Calvary. 
and us coming together. So again, I'm excited, but I do know that we have to pray. We have to get ourselves right with God. So, okay, help me out, y'all. Take a deep breath. Pastor Shelby, I'm ready to be down there, but we still up here. (laughs) We got a lot of work to do, right? We got a lot of work to do, and that's why we've been in this sermon series called Building Something Eternal. You know, um, when when, uh, Pastor Cash was on the call, he said it has taken them about three years to get where they are. And he said it's not easy, and it's not it's going to take a lot of time, and it's going to be some really hard work. So we have to be ready as a church to prepare to enter this type of work. We got to be ready. So we've been in this sermon series called Building Something Eternal. And we have identified in our first message, what was the title of that first message, y'all? It's in the bulletin. We have identified that all people, that means all of us, are builders, right? Not just some of us, but all of us. What was sermon number two? All buildings are on the foundation. So we have identified that we are on our on a foundation. Who is our foundation? Jesus Christ. What's number three? We have identified that all foundations will be tried and tested. Remember, Jesus hung on a cross. He was persecuted and crucified and died and was buried. For who? For us. What was number four? We have learned last week, Pastor Antonia talked about the wise and the foolish builders. Wise builders, she said, they pray. They study their Bibles. They worship. They go to church. They're helpful to others, right? So today we're going to be talking about number five. And what's the sermon title for number five today? One foundation. We are returning to the conversation about foundation, right? We know our foundation is Jesus Christ. The important word in this title here is one. How many foundations are there? One. One real one, right? Everybody else can try to trick us and make us think that there are other foundations. But how many foundations are there? One. Now, we read from Nehemiah chapter 6 this morning. Nehemiah, up to this point, he has prayed. He has fasted. He has asked the king for help. He's asked the highest of the highest. Get that, you all. We are asking the highest of the highest to help us with our project. He's asked for help from the people, the Israelites, and the work has begun. The people are all in, they're fully vested, and the building of the wall and the work is happening. Remember that song? I'm in the room where it's happening, right? Have you all ever been working on a project and everything is going well? Maybe? Maybe you were painting a room in your house. Anybody ever painted? You got the paint. You you doing well, right? Maybe you was outside doing yard work. You got your lawnmower. You doing all right. Maybe you're cooking Sunday dinner. No 
nobody's in the house disturbing you. He is not trying to run through the kitchen. Maybe you cleaning. Maybe you at school and he's shooting, studying hard, working on those finals. And you are so laser focused. Maybe you're at work. Your coworker's not bothering you that day. And you're getting your work done. Every single one of us has had that day when everything is going well. Right? Here it goes. The enemy gets super busy, doesn't he? Nehemiah and the Israelites was having a good day. Not only was they having a good day, they was having a good week. They was having a good month. Everything was going well. They are what we call moving and shaking. Then guess what? Here we go. Sambalat, Tobiah, and now they got Gershom. They show back up. Y'all remember I told y'all about that Sambalat and that Tobiah. They the troublemakers. They troublemakers. They are the ones standing on the sidelines. They throwing words. And when the words wasn't working, they started throwing hands. And when the words, you know, remember the Israelites were standing there working. They had a tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. So here we go with the Samalat, the Tobiah, and the Gershom. And they had left. They couldn't win. So they left but they didn't stop trying to defeat. They had a different strategy. Think about that in your lives. How many times have you, you know, you thought you conquered something, and then the enemy come from another way to sideline you? The enemy never, ever, ever stops. Never, ever stops. Even when he seems like he has stopped, the enemy never stops. You see, if Satan can't get to you directly, he will try an indirect route. He's going to try to get to your kids. If he can't get to your kids, he's going to try to get to your friends. If he can't get to your friends, he's coming to your job. If he can't figure out how to hurt you at your job, he's going to start attacking your neighbors. If he can't get your neighbors, he's going to start attacking your health and your emotions and your mind. The enemy never takes a break. But thank God we have a God who never takes a break either. Jesus never takes a break. So we have this scripture, and I want us to look at it together. We're going to look at uh, Nehemiah chapter 6. And I think we're going to uh, start at, is that verse 1 up there? Let's read this together. When the word came to Sambalat, Tobiah, Gershom the Arab, and the rest of our enemies that had that I had rebuilt the wall, and not a gap was left in it. Though up to that time, I had not set the doors in the gates. So let's stop right there. You see, everything was going well. They had built that wall, not a gap was in it. How many of y'all don't do some house projects? Every time you see something wrong, don't you? Soon as you almost finish, you're like, wait, that's a little gap in that little spot right there. They had built the wall and not a gap was in it. They're at the point where they just got to put the doors up. They almost finished. So let's keep on going. Samuel and Gershom sent this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. Let's stop right there. So 
y'all already heard it, huh? <laughs> so at this point, Nehemiah focused on the work. The troublemakers find a different way. They, the words didn't work. Throwing hands didn't work. So now they send a message saying, let's just have a meeting together. Let's go have coffee. Let's play nice. Now, have you ever heard of had a friend or somebody you know they drive you crazy? Then they invite you out to something. And you looking like, why are you inviting me? We ain't talked for three years. <laughs> you want me to go have coffee or tea? Let's just chat. Look at the name of that village, y'all. The village of, oh no. That's why we got to read the Bible. The Lord always show us something new. I'm like, did that really say the village of, oh, no? <laughs> we need to listen to the Spirit. When the Spirit says, oh, no, it's like those movies sometimes we watch, y'all. We watch the movie, the girl running. Why they always go to the darkest area? You know, they run into the forest. What you going in that forest for? Ain't no lights in there. You know, they go into the creepiest-looking house. And we all like, oh, no, don't go that way. Go this way. Oh, no, that girl always go that way. <laughs> we have to listen. Sometimes the Holy Spirit tells us don't go that way. Oh, no. And then we go anyway. We think we're going to find something special, right? <laughs> sometimes people do not have our best interest at heart, right? Sometimes they don't. And Nehemiah hears from the Holy Spirit that this is a But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messages to them with this reply. Hold on, we're going to stop right there. So they were scheming. How did Nehemiah know they were scheming? He listened to the Holy Spirit. He listened to the Holy Spirit. Think about this. Have you ever been studying for a test and somebody called you? We need to go out to the club. Test, go out to the club. Oh, no. Have you ever been at work concentrating at your desk? Your, your co-worker come by? Gossiping. Girl, let me tell you about such and such. You looking at your computer, but you ear hustling on this. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. You at home in your devotions trying to read the Bible, trying to study, trying to get closer to God. You know, Netflix pop on. That series you've been watching. Oh, no. <laughs> Sometimes things can distract us, right? Sometimes people can distract us. And so Nehemiah is saying to these troublemakers who he knows are scheming, he's saying, oh, no, I'm not doing what you are saying to do. You would think the troublemakers would give up. Tell your neighbor, they don't give up. They don't give up. Let's keep on reading here. It says, I am carrying a great project and cannot go down. Why should the 
the work stop while I leave it and go down to you. So Nehemiah is questioning, why should I stop doing what I'm doing to come down to you? This is not going to work, is it? This is not going down well. So let's keep on reading. Verse 4. Four times they sent me the same message, and each time I gave them the same answer. Four times. We all don't have someone like that. Girl, you know we got to go out. What? You know I got to study. No, this this place is happening. We got to go. No, we don't got to go. Oh, you ain't heard the music like this. This club got the music like nobody else. They just won't stop, will they? What are we supposed to say to them? Oh, no. No. So the fifth time, let's look at verse 5. The fifth time, let's read this together. Then the fifth time, Sambalit sent his aid to me with the same message, and in his hand was an unsealed letter, in which was written. So Sambalit says, this is not working. Let me try another direction. He writes him a handwritten letter, but the letter is unsealed. Now, I know we don't get mail like we used to, right? But we all know if you get a letter in the mail and that thing is open, something is shady, right? <laughs> something is not stirring right in the Kool-Aid. And so here we go. Are we supposed to get distracted by this letter? Are we supposed to get confused by this letter? No, we're not. We're supposed to say, oh, no, that is not from God. You see what these troublemakers had been doing the whole time was they were trying to distract, to confuse, to delay, to stall, to mess up. Here is the secret to Nehemiah's success. Nehemiah understood his one foundation. Everything in life is built on a foundation. We get to choose our foundation. We will either build on what the world teaches us, or we will build on what Christ teaches us. You know, I keep hearing on social media all these things wrong about the church. I'm sure y'all have heard some of these things. The church is mean. We don't care. We don't like certain people. The church is oppressive. The church is patriarchal. The church is really the white man's religion. The church is full of hypocrites. There is a laundry list of things that people consider wrong about the church, right? Well, after all is said and done, when we listen to that nonsense, say nonsense, if we place ourselves on that foundation of everything that's wrong with the church, we are in deep trouble. I want us to start saying something like this. But who is God? Say that with me. Who is God? But who is God? Somebody says, the church is mean. But who is God? Somebody says, the church don't care. Somebody says, the church don't like certain kind of people. Somebody says, the church is oppressive. Somebody says the church is white man's religion. Somebody says the church is patriarchal. Somebody 
says the church is full of hypocrites. But who is God? Who is God? Who is the God that I encounter every time I pray? You're talking about the church full of hypocrites, but I know when I get on my knees, I'm talking to somebody. Somebody's speaking back to me. I know when I open the word, somebody is happy. Something's happening. I cannot dismiss my experience with God because we got a bunch of sinners in the world. It is a bunch of sinners in the world, isn't it? Who is the God that meets you every day? You get up and come to church for a reason. You worship for a reason because you have had an experience, an encounter with the living God. And so when people try to get us distracted, try to get us on that other foundation, we can say, you know what, we got to get rid of the chatter. We got to get rid of the nonsense and the distractions. We got to get rid of all the crazy because our foundation is on Jesus Christ. And when we keep our eyes, how that song go? When we keep our eyes stayed on Jesus. I'm sitting in the office just this morning. I hear a little kid's voice. And he's saying, woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Is that my grandpa? Is that my eight-year-old? I was like, some words in the bulletin? Did you did you read that? He didn't know what I was preaching about today. He didn't know those words was in my sermon. That I said, how you learn that song? Who taught you that song, Jay? He kept singing it. He said, my teacher taught me. I said, at school, your teacher taught you that song at school. Look at God. That eight-year-old was like, I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah. I didn't give that to him. His daddy didn't give it to him. Jesus gave him that. Jesus gave him that. We got to get rid of the chatter and focus on our foundation, which is Jesus Christ. I want us to look at our New Testament scripture real quick. It takes us back to the wise and foolish builders that Pastor Antonio was talking about and instructing us on last week. Let's look at this verse together. It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell down with a crash. Every message, say every message, every message of the world and some of y'all not going to like this. Some people are going to be like, Pastor Kelly, he's going too far. Every message of the world, the self-help books, the inspirational videos, the YouTube videos, they are nice. They are inspiring. They can even be helpful. But they 
are saying, they are saying. Every message we get from the world is built on sand. If your message is not coming from the word of God, you are on sand. Every message we get from Jesus Christ is built on the rock. That's the rock. Every message we have built, every message we get in this world has us on sand. That's why we got to know our world, our word. That's why we got to be wise builders. Wise builders. Ask yourself today, which ones have you built on truly? Where is your house on right now today? You know, we can tell what um, type of foundation you are on by the fruit that you produce. Houses built on the world only produce worldly stuff. Houses built on Christ can only produce Christ-like stuff. It's impossible. It is impossible to get Christ-like stuff out of the sand. It is impossible to get worldly stuff out of the rock. You cannot tell your neighbor it's time to clean up your house. Some of y'all might have to lift up and move over because you've been on the wrong foundation. All of us on the wrong foundation at some time. Sometimes we think we are tethered to the rock. We're not on the rock. If we are not reading our Bibles, we're not on the rock. If we are not worshiping, we're not on the rock. If we're not, you know, giving of ourselves, our tithes, our offerings, our service, we are not on the rock. And here at New Life at Calvary, my friends, we cannot grow. We cannot attract new disciples. We cannot be that city on the hill that we're going to talk about next week if we are not firmly on the rock. That's why we're going through this process, because it's time to clean up. Tell your neighbors, you got to clean up. Sometimes our house is so messy, it's just time to move. There's no redeeming. We all know Candace Harris passed away. And we often ask you all to get, you know, your final arrangements in order, right? We tell you all to fill out your, your, your living wills, your health care power attorneys, all of that stuff. Because guess what? All of us are going to die. So Candace did one step for more. She actually started writing her autobiography down. And so she would talk, and I would write, and then I would type it up, and she collected quite a few pages of her life story. And when I was reviewing that to give to her family, I read one particular passage when she discussed that she had not read her Bible. Candace was in recovery. She had struggled with alcohol and drugs a good portion of her younger years. But she was in recovery at that time. It was about five years she was recovered. She started reading her Bible. And she remembered that her mother would always say to her, you keep reading that Bible until you get it right. You keep reading the Bible. You keep studying the Bible until you get it right. Because guess what? We're going to get it wrong, aren't we? First time we read the Bible, we still going to mess up. Ten times we read the Bible, we still going to mess up. Fiftieth time we read the Bible, we probably still going to mess up. But don't give up. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. Keep reading the Bible till we get it right. You see, the messages that we get from the world, they may sound good. 
there are even messages that are sometimes even in our own heads. But just because we think something doesn't make it true. Because we think a whole lot of things, don't we? That's why it's good to come and have fellowship. Share your ideas with some friends. Because they'll tell you in a minute, no, that ain't right. You see, anybody ever been to the beach? When we walk on sand, it can feel good, don't it? Walking on that sand, it even sometimes feels sturdy, depending on what spot you in. Feel good. That sand all cool. You dip your feet in the ocean and the lake. It feel all nice. But can you build a house on the beach? Can you build a house on the sand? No, we cannot. We cannot. The world is the same. And guess what? You remember his name was Sand Ballad, right? Sand Ballad. Sand Ballad, Tobiah, and Gershom were distractions. Distractions all the time. Sometimes we may feel like, you know, the world is telling us, look at this and look at that. You got to consider this. You got to think about that. Stop with the crazy. The God of the universe does not have to consider our thoughts about anything. He created us. We don't get to tell him how to think. He tells us how to think. Let me just be real clear, and I'm going to close up because I know our choir ready to sing us out of here, about the one foundation. A rock is hard and unyielding, isn't it? There are some things about God that are hard and unyielding. There are some things on the rock that aren't anywhere else. You see, the rock has rules. The rock has things that we got to abide by. The rock has structure. On the sand, you can do anything that you want to do over there. But if your foundation is on the rock, you got to understand the Word of God. Something else about the rock, it is eternal. The rock has been there a long, long time. The rock has not changed from the first day when Jesus said, On this rock, I will build my church. The rock didn't change. The church changed. The rock did not change. You see, we will build ourselves on the world, or we will build ourselves on the rock. If we build on the rock, on our foundation, on the gospel, we have what? Eternal life. Building something eternal. Remember that song? On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you for being our rock and our foundation. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the many doors you are opening for new life at Calvary. And we want to be faithful, Lord. Help us, Lord, to, if we got a clean house, if we got to move our whole houses, Lord, help us to make the changes that we need to change so that we can be faithful, Lord. When we see you face to face, Lord Jesus, we want to be able to talk about all the times we worshiped you. We want to be able to talk about all the times we prayed with you. We want to be able to talk about all the times you saw us through a struggle and a hard time, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, to be the people of God you have created us to be. We love you and honor you. 
And it's in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. We're going to rise. There is an insert. There was a small error in the bulletin, so there is an insert with our song that we're going to sing together today. And if you would look at, bless the Lord, O my soul. And we're going to sing that with the choir. And while we're singing, we're going to come around myself and Pastor Antonia and the lay pastors, and we will pray with you. And if you want to give your heart to Christ for the very first time, you want to get your life on that rock or recommit yourself to the rock, we will uh, be glad to pray with you today.